0: Oui, en live, je ne veux rien de small,
1: je économie de l'attention que se disputent de nombreuses opérateurs. Chers amis de la vie social. You are now listening to Swiss Jazz Hour on Box Out FM.
2: by Swiss
3: Arts Council, Hey there, welcome to the Swiss Jazz Hour. Hey, my name is Valentin Burke, and in today's episode we will focus on emerging Swiss artists. And first of all, I'd like to say there's so much going on right now in the Swiss music scene, it's extremely exciting we could set the focal point on so many highly interesting acts and projects. So the selection for today's episode was quite challenging, but I've invited three emerging artists who will help me giving you some sort of an overview of the current new developments in the Swiss jazz scene. In this hour, we'll talk to Dimitri Hovald about his musical endeavors between full-blown jazz combos and experimental solo work on his guitar. Then we have fantastic harpist Julie Kampisch and her way of creating new sound worlds through intuition. And last but not least, drummer Clemens Kuratle who will not only talk about this way of playing his instrument, but also about the inspiring dynamics of the new jazz scene in Switzerland. So let's get this episode of the Swiss Jazz Hour started with Dimitri Hovald and his band Ilya. This is the track Blue Layers, taken from Ilya's latest album Spiritual Cycle. by Ilya, one of the many projects by Swiss guitarist Dimitri Hovald. He's one of the many emerging Swiss artists that are somewhat exemplary for the new jazz scene in Switzerland. Although the dynamics of the scene can be very inspiring, there are still many challenges that young artists have to overcome, as Dimitri Hovald told me during our conversation. That's right, there are some challenges.
1: As a musician, these days, you have to be your own manager, booker, promoter, tour manager, driver, social media expert, and in some cases, even sound engineer. And all that can sometimes overwhelm me quite a bit because there are so many different fields of work and professions. But it helps me to always think from a musical standpoint first. That's what we actually are. We are musicians, we want to play our instruments and that's also what we do best. We are no, no marketing experts, right? So I always try to figure out what does the music need at a certain point to get to the next step. What is actually the next step? And then when I figure that out as clearly as I can, which is also very hard sometimes, then I might write some emails according to that or I post something on social media or I try to book the next gig or I record a new song at home etc. etc. But overall I try to focus deeply on, on the music, uh,
3: work hard and have faith. So let's talk about your different projects or the contacts of your different projects. Let's uh, yeah. When we take Ilia for example, it's a full-blown combo with up to six members, five musicians, and sometimes a singer that's also involved. What role do you personally take in this group of musicians?
1: Yeah, exactly. Ilia was first a sextet with also voice, and now it's only a quintet with tenor saxophone, guitar, piano, double bass, and drums. And as you say, it's a full band sound. I I very much like the energy of this band. It's really great to play live with these these people. And my role is that I'm the leader of this group, so I write all the pieces. We, We rehearse them and we go on tour or record a new album. The musical role is as the guitarist, I like this quintet setting with a piano. So, I'm more a soloist than a harmony instrument in, in this quintet setting, also like the tenor sax is. So, most of the melodies are played in unison by the tenor sax and the guitar. I, I like that mix of sounds, that blend of sound. And to enhance that, I sometimes manipulate the guitar sound to make it more singing, to give it a voice quality or to
3: make it sound like a flute, for example. Last year we saw the release of uh, the Ilya album titled Spiritual Cycle. And when we talk about sound, you once said that the sound of Ilya has become dirtier over time. What do you mean by that? And what would you say is the I think the sonic essence of Ilya now? <laughs> I like the word sonic.
1: <laughs> um, yes, good point. The new Ilya album. Spiritual Cycle is dirtier and at the same time also more intimate than the first album, Tundra, was. And I think it's based on the fact that we recorded Spiritual Cycle right after our last tour in January 2020. So it has a strong life character because we all played in the same room in the studio without headphones, really like a concert and then at the end we had maybe three or four versions of each tune and I always, while editing the album, I always kept coming back to take one or two because these were always the freshest
3: versions. Let me get back to something interesting that you said, involving new ideas. Because I always have the feeling when listening to um, your different projects that there's always some, some fragment or some particle from another realm, like from another Cultural context, for example, or some that that goes beyond your academic uh, jazz background. Mm-hmm. How important is it for you to involve some new elements? I think it's
1: it became very important, but I don't know if it happened like subconsciously or consciously. I, I can't say really, but I just can name some of these influences. Maybe for example, I'm a big a big fan of Bach. I've always loved the cello suites and for some years I also played them on a classical guitar, practiced them. They're really hard to play though. (laughs) And with two of my good friends we had a band where we interpreted Eastern European folklore music. Uh, The band is called uh, Frutti di Mare. Exactly, exactly. And this kind of traditional music touches me a lot as well. There are so many beautiful songs from this culture and all this certainly has an influence on my own compositions, I guess.
3: When we move on talking about atmosphere and your own style, which can be beautifully heard in projects like um, Hovald, your solo project, does your solo project have some sort of another emotional level or more possibilities of expression
1: yes for sure Um, while the ilia and the trio project are more rooted in jazz my solo project is more experimental for sure i have started it some years ago or better said it started me (laughs) and for some reason which i really can't remember i started to record at home in my room and there were suddenly songs coming out of myself I didn't really know where they came from. I always try to keep this very naive approach to music as I keep working on it. Like this very um, childish songwriting. It's really not about sitting down and writing a song. It's just about playing, jamming and seeing what happens or singing, playing the bow on the guitar or playing drums and see where it takes you. And I think this project really merges all of my influences and at the same time I, I'm also
3: a child exploring all this. Yeah. Your latest solo album, Amnis Alsace, has an enormously enthralling sound and I think there is more behind that. So my question would be is the sound of your solo project, Hovald, or your own Dimitri sound as we said before more a reflex, spontaneous reaction to your inner moods? Or is it more like uh, your reflections of the outside world?
1: That's a really good question and I thought about it a lot. Actually, I am sure that my songs are influenced by the reflection of my inner moods. So I guess this is the starting point. But these moods are the result of what's going on in my life, my experiences, my environment, and Finally, the outside world. So they are indirectly also reflections of the outside world, I guess. But I'd say the starting point of creating a new piece or just play, you know, just sit down and play, is always a reflection of my inner
3: mood. Yeah. Let's hear how the reflection of Dimitri Horvath's inner mood sounds like. From his latest album titled Amnis Alsace. This is the track Diver. After talking to Dimitri Horwald about his musical endeavors, we will now focus on yet another emerging Swiss artist called Julie Campiche. She's a multifaceted harpist from the French speaking part of Switzerland. Julie, with your harp, you create an extremely interesting sound world that combines several styles, emotions, and even, in my opinion, some sort of different temperatures. But how do you exactly come up with this kind of sound?
0: Sometimes I don't have the words, but I know it. It's a little bit strange (laughs) to explain, but it's like in my intuition, in my feelings, all my body know where he goes, but uh, sometimes I just cannot explain it with the words and stuff like that. But it's it's really putting the, the music in the center, the music in a sense of Not the technical aspect of the music and all this stuff. For me, the technical aspect and all the organization and blah, blah, blah are details, uh, which are very important, of course. (laughs) You need to, to do it the best you can so that you give space for the music at the end. And as a musician, I always put myself in service to the music. So I serve the music. I am not playing the music. It's a little bit strange to explain, but I hope it makes sense.
3: You started out studying the classical harp, then evolved into different areas, and you still keep involving new sonic elements into your sound. So tell me, how important is this wide sonic spectrum to you?
0: So for me, it's just uh, natural and obvious. I-, I could not do in another way. So it's impossible for me. It's not uh, this wide sonic spectrum. It's not something I'm looking for. It's just something that is very natural because to serve the music, sometimes you need one kind of sound and another time you will need something very different depending on the context. I'm guessing it's also come with the fact that I'm playing in very different combos and context. But for me it's, it's very important, it's, I don't know, it's life, <laughs> life is very diverse.
3: And diverse is also a good word when we now focus on how you work. Because as I said before, you play in many different contexts but you also compose, you conduct, and you act as a band leader, and you even are some sort of a producer during studio sessions. So I guess these, let's say, shifts of perspective can be highly enriching.
0: Yeah, that's, that's it. And so so the, the sonic spectrum, it's, it's connected to that. You know, of course, sometimes I lose myself and doing too much notes and playing too much and blah, 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 blah. And in a way, like, it's like, OK, stop. I stop playing, I stop doing, and just listen. Sometimes the best thing you can do as a musician is not playing. But it's very hard. (laughs) But uh, of course it's not most of the time, but it it can be. So being and the opposite could be like playing a lot, doing a lot of noise and very noisy, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, being open to whatever needs the music and not whatever I want to play.
3: Yeah, and your openness to new ideas can also be heard in your band, the Gilly Compish Quartet. Besides you, the combo consists of Léo von on saxophone, Manu Hagman on double bass and Clemens Kuratle on drums. And all the members of the combo also play with electronic effects and synthetic sounds, right?
0: Yeah, it's that. So it's like uh, expanding the, um, the instrument another taste we, we can always play the acoustic version of the music but we, we need to work with also if we want to have it on stage it's part it's because it, it will influence the way we interact because the sound will be a little bit different from the other so you will al- al- also adapt naturally
3: all right so another aspect of using your intuition as some sort of a guiding star I like that So in 2020 your band released the album Onkalo and the title refers to some sort of a nuclear waste dump up somewhere in Finland, right? And actually all of the tracks on the album stem from stories you've heard, you've read and seen in books, articles or on the news. But why that? Why is that inspiring to you?
0: Yeah, it's it's for me the idea that putting that in music Is to give uh, the opportunity for people who want to to take a new approach of it, with no, not too much intellectual stuff or anything, but more, um, yeah, with music we are more in emotions and and to just take the time to dream a little bit about these subjects that are often. Activated in a very intellectual way. And that's it's very important to, to, to speak about it and think about it in a very intellectual way, of course. Uh, but um, yeah, I am not uh, the, the I am not an intellectual or political or blah blah blah. I'm just a musician. So my way to approach that kind of subject will be with music and trying to create a space where. Uh, we can be in the emotion of it. Because I think it's also needed to go f- further with that the, the actual subject we have to, to manage. That's the actuality of the world.
3: So let's take the opening track of the album called Flash Info. What was the inspiration for that?
0: This piece is inspired by um, the media and uh, I actually I listened to the radio. It was, I think it was a French one. It's very crazy the rhythm, the rhythm of the news. And after that, I, I had like the feeling of that I was in a wash machine, you know, for clothes. And then I went out, and I was like my my emotions were completely upside down and. It was like I don't know, like oh, uh, the war in Yemen, and uh, I don't know how much thousand children just died because they didn't had nothing to eat, and in tennis uh, people were uh, blah 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 uh, won the blah 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 contest, and and it's go like that for ten minutes, and after a while I was, (laughs) it was really strong how I felt. And so I said okay that could be very interesting to try to put that in music. So that, that's how the, the the piece was born.
3: You've heard Julie Compish about her music and the inspiring sources behind the album Oncalo. So let's take a listen. The Julie Compish Quartet playing Flash Info.
1: Jazz Hour
3: on Box Out FM. Back here with Valentin Brücker and another episode of the Swiss Jazz Hour with today's focus on emerging Swiss artists. Well, after talking with guitarist Dimitri Horwald about his sonic endeavors and harpist Julie Kompisch about the sources of her unique sound, we have yet another guest who will help us delve more deeply into the new Swiss jazz scene. Clemens Kuratle. Clemens, you are in some way the connection between the topic of today's episode and the other guests Dimitri Hovald and Julie Compisch. Because you're the drummer in Julie's band and Dimitri Hovald is part of your label on Records. Isn't this connection kind of symptomatic for the Swiss music scene that many people and projects overlap? Um,
4: I think it's probably uh, typical for almost any scene that considers itself as sort of a niche. Switzerland is particularly small. So I guess um, since jazz musicians are per definition probably in Switzerland soulmates, because they're in a way they're a bit lonely wolves, <laughs> they'll find themselves occasionally, I guess. So, so I mean, it's not that hard to to have overlapping projects since we all have to be flexible and play in different projects to sort of um, make a living in a way or, or just um, develop own style and develop our music because you can't really do that we're just playing in one band since the, there's just not enough gigs <laughs> for uh-huh. one
3: band. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that has some sort of an energy, like some some sort of a momentum, that a lot of new stuff is getting created like each year? Totally, I mean, that's one of the
4: most important stuff. And I guess that's also one of, of the reasons that people, that especially in, in jazz, you know, where, where there's a lot of improvisation. So improvisation means encounter every time. So you really need to go where there are other people that are actually willing and capable of improvising in order to get inspired and to get ideas, yeah, and to to make music.
3: And you too, you're one of them. You're a really active drummer and participator in many different combos and projects. As I said before, uh, the Julie Campiche quartet for example, or also your your own combos like Momulo and Why Divide. Uh, but do you think there is some sort of an element that unites all of these contexts and bands and acts? Maybe a way of playing, or an idea of sound, or maybe a certain feeling? I guess yeah let's start with the feeling because, because I actually have the
4: impression that a lot of the projects where I work in are sort of um also idealistically driven or there's mostly this they're quite emotive I'd say uh-huh. when it comes to the music so Often the source of the compositions, for example, or, or the ideas are mostly some outside of music driven in a way. So there are philosophical questions or like um, some inspiring book or, or whatever that that then drives the compositionary process and, uh-huh. and create this music together. And that's a thing I find with Julie. Really, um, especially, we always had a, a very, I, I think, similar way of thinking and talking about, um, like the essence of music, which, which for for both of us is mostly it has to. There has to be some emotion involved when we compose; otherwise, we just don't get things done because, yeah, we we find the intention too weak sometimes, and, and we both have a bit. So we're both very slow writers. Um, because we somehow need that tipping point that makes us really finish a composition and that that's only if it's sort of the idea is urgent enough
3: in a way. Yeah, Yeah, as you said before, feeling is one of the most important things when playing music and I personally think that the way you play your drums is really interesting, you seem to elicit a lot of warmth. From the drums, so in some sort, as if you would really focus on creating some smooth character around you as a drummer, for example. Is well, that a, is that wrong, or is that, 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 that some is that an important feeling for you? Well, first of all, I'm
4: really i um, uh, humbled in a way that you actually noticed that. Um, I, I I don't know. I always had. I was. Al- I mean, when we talk about drumming influence, I was I was always very touched by by drummers like Elvin Jones or, or Brian Blade especially and Brian Blade has, has also has always had this way of really having some sort of warmth that he was able to um, mm-hmm. spread with his playing so so he was certainly a, a big influence I think it's also I, I want people to be in, in a way embraced also by my music so I, I guess very often the text the textures I I look for as a composer that even though it might be an edgy song, etc., I still want people to sort of feel invited and not, not only am um, attacked in a way or, or or scared. I don't. Yeah, I, th- I guess that's that's the thing I'm aiming for. I, I also think that mostly I'm I'm rather a tolerant, open person that rather would get into a dialogue with someone than to confront them. Like initially, I mean, I, I might confront them when I know them better. When that when I think they can handle it, but in a way, yeah, I guess that's that's sort of a general attitude I try to embrace. Which yeah, mostly it works, and I'm happy if it transcends uh, through my playing. Yeah, it's great that you noticed that. Really beautiful. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's also something I hear when uh, when I'm listening to uh, some of your projects, like uh, Why Divide. When we now like try to make some remarks about the differences. Uh, between Marmolo for example, your other combo, is there a difference between the functionality or the approach you're aiming for with these different combos or what's what's your best guess about that?
4: In essence, I think what I realized is that I sort of found soulmates in in both of the groups in a way, so they're all great people. With with Whitey White what I really like is that sort of the different types of mentality, cultural mentality in a way the result is just different and besides that i mean all all the musicians i'm in, involved with are really interesting and great great musicians why divide is very special to me because every one of them of the musicians i play there are also band leaders you know compose very active on on their on their scenes that's so just a really special band to me and i mean the approach is different in a in a sense that we don't have that much time to rehearse, you know, because it's so difficult to get us all together anyhow. Mm-hmm. But the vibe uh, with with all those different mentalities is just lovely because, yeah, yeah it's, it's great, man. Love it. And Murmuyo is just more family, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to have that sort of base, home base.
3: <laughs> but it also has a lot to do with, with trust, you know, trusting um, your buddies, trusting the partners in crime, so to say. And I think uh, trust is also one important topic which leads me to my last question because when we talk about the alternative music scene or the, the new jazz scene in Switzerland, I think it's enormously dynamic and a lot of people in Switzerland have some sort of an honest approach to create something new, to, uh, to break boundaries, and to define some new kind of sound for themselves. What do you think about that? How do you think this area of the Swiss music scene is developing in recent years?
4: I mean it's it's incredibly exciting i find i mean there's so much great stuff going on i love so many bands i I, sometimes it's overwhelming i find because i think i'm not being consequent enough with my music because there are so many radicals in a way and i i I simply love it i think it has to do as well with that we're so we're such we're such a safety driven society in switzerland so people who really choose to to try to make make a living, you know, to or dedicate most of the time to music. That's a really bold thing to do in Switzerland, even though we have the foundations, etc. But I mean, we all know and the pandemic has shown that it's just quite tough. You know, I mean, of course, we have a safety net, which are usually our families that have some some money somewhere because we're just a really rich country. But it, but on the other hand, trying to really make it with music is really a bold thing to do in Switzerland, I find. So I guess that, mm-hmm. m- that might be one reason that the music is radical because you know we're not we're not going to get rich you know there's not even a, there's i mean there are a few pop acts that actually make some decent money and we don't we, we're not really or the people that you and me probably are talking about now we, we're not really interested in in doing that in switzerland so so whatever we do will stay a niche you know the question is always what is interesting right and usually what, what is interesting is what we don't know
3: yeah a step into the unknown holds many new impressions that may reveal new possibilities of expression. So let's listen to one of Clemens Kuratle's many projects. From his band Murmuyo you hear a track Contemplation M1. You just heard Contemplation M1 by Murmuyo. And with that, this episode comes slowly to an end. Thanks to my guests Dimitri Howald, Julie Gompisch and Clemens Kuratle, who helped us delving more deeply into the highly dynamic new jazz scene of Switzerland, with its many fantastic and enigmatic emerging artists. Some of them were already presented by my colleagues in the last episodes of the Swiss Jazz Hour and you will hear some of them in the next episodes which will focus on Swiss Jazz Festivals, Swiss traditional music and jazz and diversity of Swiss Jazz. So yeah, that's it for today's episode of the Swiss Jazz Hour. My name is Valentin Brücke. Thanks for listening. This is the
0: Swiss Jazz an exploration of Swiss jazz Broadcasting every Wednesday at 5 p.m. IST, 12.30 p.m. CET Only on Boxout FM. FM.